Hey everyone, welcome back to my channel. So before we begin today's podcast, I'd like to say a big thank you to Casita Properties, the UK leading property company when it comes to off-market discreet buy-to-let sales. All the links will be in the description. I have the pleasure to welcome Elizabeth Warburton. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. Well, it's been a long day and I'm looking forward to I mean, we've been speaking for a little while now, but I'm looking forward to learn a little bit more about Elizabeth behind the camera, uh, away from property. So that's where we're going to start. So that 30 second overview of who you are and what you do. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, obviously I'm Elizabeth. Um, I used to do musical theatre full time. I then switched into presenting work and I mainly focus on home and lifestyle work now. And I'm also an investor and developer myself. Awesome. So starting from sort of the younger age, what was Elizabeth like when you were younger? Was any of this foreseen? Like, where, how did this kind of pan out where you are now? Yeah, I mean, I've always been a bit of a geek, to be honest, um, which is maybe not expected. Um, and I was always dancing. So from two years old, I was at ballet. And then that very quickly progressed to different types of, of dance, singing and drama school. I started working professionally as a performer when I was eight. So that was very much school, straight to dancing, Monday through to Saturday. And that was uh, that was little Lizzie. Nice. And when did the entrepreneurial spark kick in? Because I often ask people, when did the kind of light bulb mom moment happen of, was it at school? Was it kind of noticing that you were different from your friends, conversations, mindset? Because I think we all know at certain points or, you know, certain things happen in our life where we think, oh, actually, I want a little bit more than that. Would you, do you know when that happened? Or Yeah, I mean, school, I was actually pretty good. I, I was like academically clever, as people would, would put it. Yeah. Um, it wasn't really until I got to dance college when I was 18 and my friends still absolutely ruined me till this day for this but it was a business i um we all used to wear false eyelashes for all the shows and for all like the dance competitions and things and everyone was paying five pounds for a pair of eyelashes in boots <laughs> and i found 10 sets of eyelashes for 99p on ebay in china so i started shipping them over and i would sell them for one pound a pair to all my dance friends. So I was buying 10 for a pound and was making nine pound profit. And that ended up being like a pretty decent little bit of cash in hand every week until about a year and a half in. And then everybody found out that I was buying them on eBay <laughs> and they were all like, oh my God, we're your friends, you're ripping us off. I was like, no, I was, you know, providing a solution. They, they wanted eyelashes for five pound. I was giving them them for a quid. Yeah. I feel like I won there. And what, what, did, uh, what did that kickstart? Something else? Was it kind of things led on to that? Because I think as entrepreneurs or people that have this spark to do more, we tend to go through like the ticking box motion. Like, you know, so you try one thing. I actually had an eBay shop myself where I s sold like baby grows and like hunter wellies and stuff okay. like this. And that, that had good margins in it. But yeah. I think... Uh, after a while, I didn't like the whole like profit loss and working at margins and shipping and stuff like that. And I just thought, oh, I need to do something else. Was there other things that were kind of happening that you thought, I'm definitely going to end up going into kind of entrepreneurship business? Yeah, we we always used to sell clothes actually as well. And like we used to do car boot sales as a kid with my mum. I don't yeah. know whether that's oh, familiar to you. Oh, I used to, to do you. it all the time. Yeah, yeah when I was younger. but I was around people who worked really hard, not smart at all. 
um, very working class. Um, parents had nothing. And so there was always like, you know, three, four jobs at a time on the go. Um, so that was something that I took on. I had four jobs from when I was like 15. Um, so it was always the mentality of like doing lots of bits, which to an extent can can be a negative in the end. Um, just always kind of hustling, but not really knowing like a solid direction. But I also think there's a great side to it too, where you're experimenting and you're learning new things all the time and you're figuring out what you like and what you don't. So yeah, th there was the car boots. We sold a lot on eBay as well. Um, there was Lizzie's lashes <laughs> and, um, I, I started investing at quite a young age actually, um, because I went into musical theater, so I didn't go into business at all. Um, I was contracted in musicals between six to 12 months at a time. And then I would save up quite a big chunk because I was working internationally. So I lived in Japan for a year, uh, Singapore, Shanghai, um, Dubai for a year. And they looked after you really well. They gave you accommodation, uh, food and a whole lovely package to work abroad. So I invested in other people's property flips um, from quite early on, early in my 20s. And that was kind of how I started. So a lot of people will always say, uh, you know, when we hear people's journeys and stories, a lot of people will listen, but then you can always hear them behind the camera going, yeah, but how, how did you, how did you get the money or how did you start? How did you start investing? You know, where was that kind of like ground zero point? So in a, in a day and age where we're seeing a lot of opportunity, but also a lot of people are not knowing where to start. Mm. How did that kind of investing world start for you? Because obviously now you're, you're very heavily involved in property, aren't you? Um, yourself and as a presenter for a TV show. W why property do you feel... I'm going to kind of two questions. Why property? Mm. How did the property thing really start? And are your views now the same about property where things are changing so much? Yeah. Okay. Um, so I'll start with the, with, with the first question. I think for me, property was always something that I was interested in, but only from an investment perspective, like to be an estate agent or to be full time in property wasn't something that I was wanting to do. Um, it was always more of like on the sides to have a little bit more financial security. And I think that's be that that's because I came from a lack of that. Um, and I saw very early on how people had a very different upbringing and a very different lifestyle to me. I, the dance and performing arts world in general is a very expensive one to get into so you mm. can be around quite a lot of quite wealthy kids um and you see how their upbringing was and you can see what their parents are doing for a job and and how they handle money so as around that um and that was kind of the main thing for me where i kind of switched and was like okay there, there is another another side to money money isn't evil um, so yeah, it was more of a security perspective from why I wanted to get into property rather than like a, I love houses. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, what is the view on property? Because I know that you're heavily involved in it. If I had to say my opinion of property, mm -hmm. um, understand it, I get it. I've had involvement in it. Um, especially some years ago, I was quite heavily involved in it. Uh, and I, there's to, to some degree, I like it, but at the same time, 
I feel that now it's too slow. Like I can move quick doing, and, and I can do things quite in a, in a large capacity in terms of what the financials, but I can move as quick as I can move. And I find that property, you're kind of, you're limited to a lot of things in terms of raising cash or uh, certain decisions being made, take time, you know, legal stuff like that. There's just a lot of slow moving parts mm. in a day and age where things can happen really quick if you're in the right industries, especially in business. Um, is property always going to be your kind of go-to uh, when it comes to that security, that income? Or have you got other things that you're quite interested in exploring for business and stuff like that? Yeah, so I think property in terms of long-term holding your money is still a fantastic vehicle. So I think I will always do that. Um, but day-to-day -day wise, in terms of how I earn my cash, no, I think there's definitely other ways where I could potentially earn much more money a lot quicker but tech and you know socials um influencer type of work is still so new and so um alien i guess to so many people that they don't quite get it or that they, they actually have no idea of, of of how much value and and how much knowledge and and finance really money that you can make in different industries now you know e-commerce as well another brilliant one yeah um i just think our generation sometimes can be a little bit too quick to change things if things aren't working instantly yeah then you'll jump to something else and jump to something else so i do think you have to be careful with not just wanting things too quickly and too soon have to, you have to still ride the waves sometimes i think also you've got to be your biggest fan i talk about this a lot is yeah. on this journey of whatever you end up doing it is it's, it's very testing like all of it's really yeah. testing and it is a case of you have to get yourself up in the morning tell yourself you can do it like mm. lead generation you know raising finance having the confidence to get out on socials because that's another thing i think that's i think there are so many people out there at the moment who have a lot of potential but mm. getting themselves out there to do it mm. because I think it's very simple, isn't it? If no one knows about you, yeah. you might as well be under a rock. Like, how can you do anything great if no one knows about you? Yeah. How have you found it being in front of the camera? Yeah, so I I enjoy my job because I like finding out and learning about other people. So I love what you, you're doing. I think it's brilliant. When it comes to me, it's a different thing. So like if you've noticed on like my Instagram or TikTok, for example, I've had TikTok for two years and I've posted three videos and I know you will kill me for that. <laughs> More. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, that confidence of just getting me out is still lacking. I'm working on it, but it is still lacking. When are you going to start posting more yeah, on TikTok? Yeah. Um, so I've got, a, I've got a day booked in next week, of like some solid filming for some presenting ideas and yeah. some box pop work and stuff so i will be getting it out as of next week so i'm, I'm gonna ask you a question i'm gonna put you on the spot here so you already know how to nail the camera you've mm. done a lot of tv work and your face is kind of already out there anyway in terms of being in front of the camera I, i'm gonna be bold to say that if you went solidly and look i'm still learning this is the thing you know i'm talking from someone who's obviously using tiktok a lot more and taking it very seriously and we just had um obviously julius dean on here who's you know who, who shared huge amounts of value that's dropping tonight mm -hmm. but also we've just had luke um vernon who's just come on we know other tiktokers as well and what they're earning and stuff like this yeah 
And this could be done in, if we say six months. So everyone here watching, and this is yeah. the message I'm push, pushing, is that you can love what you're doing right now, but if you just do a little bit more and start that consistency in, in one of these platforms that is is so lucrative. Yeah. So something like that for you, when you move on to TikTok, do you think you'd always stick with what you're doing now? Or if are you someone that could adapt? And if TikTok or another platform take, you know, was taking off, would you sort of push energy? Like, do you adapt yeah. quite well? Oh, uh, yeah, 100%. I, you know, even looking at where I started with my presenting work to where I'm focused now, you know, I started on red carpets, doing red carpet interviews and live interviewing to now TV isn't even a small focus of mine if if something like that comes along great but it's all about socials and it's all about um i do a lot of corporate video content which isn't glamorous it isn't like you know super hard to do but it's everybody wants business videos because everybody's business has now gone online especially since the pandemic so that exponentially grew for me during 2020 because I had a home recording studio all of a sudden everybody was at home yeah. everybody wanted videos so yeah I'm all for adapting and, and changing your route you know what my goal is right now by October might have totally changed if I assess my goal and, and feel like it does need to change cool and what's your thoughts on education so i talk about this a lot I, I like to hear what everyone has to say about it in terms of obviously that that sort of divide between formal route mm. pursuing that you know you know you end up being 21 or 22 whatever the year you come mm. out of formal education or just kind of if you've got that that sort of inner flair that you want to do something to kind of go straight into entrepreneurship or whatever it might be, or just trying things, you know, whatever it might be. But what are your views on education? And, you know, have, have you got any takes on what you would do or you would give back to a younger generation? Like what are your just general views about education at the moment? Yeah. So school, as we know, the system is old. It needs rejigging. It needs new, fresh content <laughs> coming into to education however what I do think is still really important of school is your ability to try even if you don't like something your ability to respect your teachers and the people around you and your classmates I do still think school can teach a lot of really valuable things to kids um, I also don't believe in everybody should start a business and be an entrepreneur I think you've either got that natural flair like you were talking about or you haven't you know society does still need people who are employed in jobs being doctors nurses you know doing incredible things I think it's about nurturing your children's talents mm. and what you think is naturally coming out and so if they are struggling at school, find something else that they're good at and bring out their confidence in that skill instead. Yeah. It's not about shutting people down and being like, you know, you're thick, you're stupid, you can't do maths, you can't do English. Find something and, and instill confidence and self-esteem to try different avenues. I think that's really important. And I think that's a big, important role in being a parent. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, I've got a nine-year-old boy and I, I push him to do whatever he wants to do and, yeah. you know, whatever he's happy doing, I'm I'm happy. And I think also it's just giving, because they're, 
there is a lot of information out there in the world. Like yeah. we have an abundance of information that we can tap into, which is awesome. But same time, there is a lot of faff out there. Yeah, overload. Um, there is an overload. And I think it's it comes down to your environment and who you're learning from. And also seeing the proof in the pudding. I think that's so important nowadays is that if we're learning from people, you have to know that that person has been there and done it. Mm. Like Mark Wright said it perfectly. You know, you never take advice about money from someone who's got less money than you. Mm. It's just it's just like common sense. So mm. I think this whole sort of like low self-esteem, um, not knowing if you can do it, that that does come a lot from socials now, doesn't it? Sort of like seeing a lifestyle and thinking, oh my God, you know, I'm 21 and how come, how come I'm not driving a Lambo and yeah. stuff like that, which knocks people's self-esteem. And it's, it's tough, isn't it? Like how do we balance giving something a go, learning, whilst also kind of putting the blinkers on to what we're seeing on socials. Because I want to say this, I know you're in property, but I could say a few people who hold up a fair, pair of fucking keys every day and they go, I've just bought a house. Yeah. Oh my God, it's rent to rent. Cut the fucking crap and be honest and yeah. be authentic and transparent. It's bullshit. Mm. Unless unless mummy and daddy are, are, are loaded. <laughs> like there's a lot of that, isn't there? Like, I mean, how many people do we see holding up a pair of keys in property? It really irritates me, but yeah. <laughs> but there is a lot, there, as you probably gathered, as you, yeah, let an agent. But there is a lot of that, isn't there? So where's this fine balance of what we consume and what we don't? I think it's trial and error, purely. I, I think you need to figure out what feels good to you and when, and, and really notice and tune in on when you're starting to feel more negative towards it than mm. positive when I start to feel negative I kind of reassess who I'm following and who's showing on my feed yeah. I'm like okay why am I feeling like this am I comparing myself to this girl who's facetuned her waist and her body to look like somebody that she's she's not um am I triggered by posts that's a big one that I find actually I'm bothered by something because it's something that I need to fix within myself um and also yeah just just know that when your mind is is starting to go down that downward hill of, of taking a break from it i will quite regularly just delete the app for like five days and just have a little bit of a break and then yeah. come back to it with fresh eyes i think that's really needed when i took seven months i didn't oh, i took i did take seven months off instagram but it was because i lost my first account which i got quite big I had so many of these fake accounts and then mm. they ended up, I never got it back. So I took seven months off Instagram and I hadn't had TikTok at this point. Okay. Or I was kind of on YouTube, but just sort of slowly plugging away. And I'll tell you what, I came back and I'm so disconnected. Like I rarely like anyone's post unless someone is at the top of my feed. I, I don't really hit like, I might hit like because you don't stop bloody sending me them, but <laughs> all the time. <laughs> but I'm very disconnected and I think that's a healthy way to look at it because I've never... I think knowing that you're content in yourself and also knowing like reality, mm. I know it's not realistic for me just to fuck off and go to Dubai because I have too much going on. Yeah. I can't just go here and buy a Rolex because that money will go into something else. Yeah. So I know the reality behind it. So I'm very content in what I'm using socials for. I think a lot of people are watching and they're, they're consuming opposed to not creating. Have you, how how's your sort of mindset with socials? Are you disconnected? And if you are, sort of, has that been through anything? Or no, I'm not there yet. No, I'm not like like you've just said. No, I do still definitely compare myself. I do still definitely have those days where I feel like everyone on there does my head in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but I think it's more about figuring out 
how and if you do want to use socials for more business and um, if you do really focusing in on the amazing opportunities that you can get off the platforms as you know you know even you, you talking about TikTok the other week with me very briefly I was like wow okay I, I seriously need to think about this yeah so you could smash it mm. because you're already a lot of people hold back because they're like oh the camera the content what do I create like you've got huge amounts of content you're already comfortable in front of the camera six, that's why I said to you six months I can't, I can't stress it enough without saying my financials, like six, mm. six months, you can seriously look at what else you're doing and going, oh, okay, I'm a bit confused because I've spent eight years doing that. Yeah, and that's yeah. just like Luke Vernon said, like, you know, we're doing one deal and I've earned the average UK salary in a day. Mm. You know, Julius Dean was earning 80 to a hundred thousand dollars a day. Mm. We, we know some other people that are earning 30,000 you know people people will go in the comments oh it's a scam you can't earn 30,000 no I mean you can like it's legit it's, and it's it's interesting because it's these marketing budgets sorry to interrupt no, you there go for it. these marketing budgets used to be in TV they used to be for billboards they mm. used to be for adverts but people's focus now around consumer social marketing and creators is a it's billion pound industry now and only rising it's, fun it's crazy. So what I am going to say, we'll do a part two. Shall we check in? And, and what I'm saying oh, <laughs> in, in part two, we'll have a look. And yeah. you'll be like, well, I did do my fourth post. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm going to be consistent. Consistent is my 2023 word. Have you got a 2023 word? Look, I haven't even built up 2023 20, to be too much. I just, my birthday's another day. You know, every day is just another day. Mm -hmm. I've got I've got a huge amount of hours in the day. I think we're, we're both aligned. You know, me and Paul speak every single day and we just go get it. I don't worry about what other people do. Um, I'm not going to look at 2023 with huge amounts of goal. I'm just going to go do it. I've just got horse blinkers on the whole time. I'm not bothered about what other people are up to. Um, we, we have this conversation a lot because there's a few individuals that, you know, when some people just watch you, I mean, I've had a lot of people recently riding my back, ride my back. But the point is, explain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, there was a protection. But, is that I've just, I've just not bothered. I'm just, honestly, I'm just not bothered. And so, 2023 is, I just, I'm excited about it, and I think everyone else should be excited about it because if you can move quick, you can take opportunity, be, be likable, have no chip on your shoulder, just go get it, put in the yards. Doors will open that you never thought were possible and mm. normally financials catch up. So mm. how's your, or what, what is your experience when I say the word front end work? So a lot of people watching this will be like, how, how, how? But just to say that a lot of people that get rewarded financially or build any type of business in any industry, there was a lot of front end work that was put in that people don't see and that you're not paid for. H have you felt that kind of like where you've done things and you're just thinking, oh my God, when's this going to pay off? Like, have you felt that feeling before? Um, so auditioning as a performer is very much like that because you go to about 20 auditions until you get your first yes, you've got a job. So there was constant front end work, yeah. There was like going to classes, putting yourself in front of producers, directors, choreographers, networking, meeting people, doing jobs for free, doing jobs for exposure, which I just hate now. Yeah. But you did do it at the time. I did that as well as a presenter to gain some experience, take, took a couple of jobs for free um, and, and shadowed people. I think 
you can do too much of that but i also think that sometimes that can be so valuable mm. more so than going to you need to study a course if you can shadow someone who's super successful in doing what you want to do and you can take you know and an, a little apprentice role or something with someone it's so valuable yeah so yeah I, I, you you do get that and you, you do get a lot of it I think in my industry. Yeah, I think I think following someone or working under someone who's been really successful again going back to like proof of concept mm. and learning from them hands on, I think is probably one of the ways to speed up your journey, you know, having someone to say to you jump now or you know you need to do this or this is what I done. I think that's really valuable and luckily for me that's kind of where I took things is I just ended up meeting really good people and I, I think then you change your circles which opens up your eyes and you're like okay, if I do more of this, yeah. Changes then um, mindset. yeah it becomes very powerful how have you dealt with you mentioned about comparison there's a lot of comparison in the world there's a lot of fake validation you know wanting to receive likes and just mm. quickly on my part is where i mean i'm disconnected i'm bothered about engagement like i want okay. engagement where i can add value and i'm i would say i'm probably a, i'm rare in the sense that if there's any hate or negativity i actually thrive in it a little bit yeah. probably a little bit too much like i'm just my my skin is extremely thick like you you know I, I don't think there's really much that would bother me but so i kind of i'll, I'll welcome it all to the algorithm mm. basically but giving out good value when when we are in this world of comparison how have you dealt with sort of bad days like what what have been some of your bad days where has it has it knocked you off track or how, how do you deal with some of the lower days yeah well as i mean as a performer pretty much my whole career was around my image and how i looked as a performer you were you were weighed on jobs. You were weekly weighed to make sure that you didn't increase or decrease. So I had to change that mindset once I eventually stopped performing and was like, you know, it's not all about competition of how you look and how big you are. So there was a, there was a bit of um, a relationship with liking myself for who I am. Um, which I'm still working on, but it's it's a lot better. Um, and then in terms of property, I my very first deal that I did alone was like soul destroying in terms of stress. Um, I'd I'd come from a career where you know I'd been pretty successful. I'd done really well in my industry and performing to like hundreds of thousand pounds of debt and and money on my head from from loans um raising finance for for a deal builders doing things wrong not having the the correct certificates for things builders just going missing and going off site and leaving a job a huge bridging loan on my head the house falling through twice in terms of sales um so yeah, there, ha there has been a, a lot of stress and a lot of, of dark days. I guess it's just surrounding yourself with the right people to help you. And I found that now I'm a lot more resilient in terms of finding solutions to things. So rather than me just crumbling and having a cry, I mean, I still do that a lot. Um, I am more of a okay how do we figure it out like you you basically the life of a property investor or developer is just problem solving every mm. day of like okay there's this to fix there's this to fix this one's not here we're overpriced we're underpriced we're missing this material it's gone up by this much you know there's so many variables and you're constantly juggling it so um it's definitely helped me to 
to be more of a positive mindset for sure. Yeah, and that's why I think it's important what you consume yeah. also helps so towards important. that. And if it doesn't, you block it. I mean, that's why we've got the block button is because we all love to see, we mentioned this earlier, but we love to see, you know, sad music and, you know, a nice quote and a word. But if, my, if I'm seeing four or five of those, <laughs> all four of them are going because I don't need it. It's like I don't, I don't listen to the news. My old dear will go, oh, my God, did you see about those children? Mum, I don't want to know. I don't want to know because all it's going to do is just take me off track. Mm. And I just think, again, horse blinkers, focus on what you're doing. And on those bad days, and believe me, we've all had them, is that you really do need to stay as positive as possible in that moment and to keep moving forward because like you said problem solving is is daily yeah and i mean my god like the podcast you know when we'll organize five guests and you get like two guests that have cancelled or you know train strikes and you've got to reorganize it it's, it's yeah. constantly problem solving you know it's it's insane how have you found so in property in business um in front of the camera whether it's professionally or just doing it yourself it's very full-on like i'm a big believer in if you're going to go for something don't just half-ass it you know go in for it but that can be really tough on relationships especially as people are still struggling from covid how have you found the business world the property world and personal relationships um Okay, so business relationships I've found have gone strength to strength to strength since COVID because I started interviewing people through Instagram Lives and created a really nice network um, on there. So once everybody then was able to meet in person and the world opened up again, there were so many people to meet in person. So I feel like that went really well and still is going really well. Um, I've met some wonderful people in the in our industry. Um, personal wise, I've got some amazing friends around me that are like family. My family are all in the north in Liverpool, so I don't see them a lot, probably every other month. Um, and then in terms of like a personal relationship, I am single and I think I'm single for a reason being I don't have the time or the capacity right now to get it all into into my head and and right now the other stuff is I'm choosing for it to come first yeah do you think okay so interesting do you think that that's a problem on our part like is is that really a good thing because there's two sides to this if you don't go all in and mm. you don't give it your all mm. selfishly you'll never be truly fulfilled mm. i think if you want to do more you, you really got to go for it but at the same time if you're trying to achieve something really successful really fulfilling you almost want to do it for someone anyway you oh, know yeah. so it's it are, are we wrong in in wanting it or is it is there a balance you know is there is there an answer like it's hard isn't it no i don't think there's an answer i think it's just riding waves i think there comes there comes times when i'm like okay i'm i'm ready to start dating again and i do and maybe i'll you know there'll be a relationship for a year or whatever but um i started out as a 16 i was with someone for five and a half years and then i met somebody three weeks later and was with them for six years. Wow. So I spent wow. a lot of time in in a relationship. Um, Without a big gap? Yeah, not a gap at all, really, yeah. Yeah, not, that's nothing. Mm, it wasn't planned. <laughs> um, but also, that's another thing. I don't think you can plan these things. I think it happens when it happens. Um, I just know that in 
in business, you you do have to have a reason that's bigger than you. Otherwise, it, what's the point? And family is a huge thing for me. Um, I want kids. I want to get married. I want to have, you know, that that life as well. There's nothing better than love, whether it's love with your friends, your family, your partner. Um, and, you know, that's really why we're here on the planet. If you take it back thousands of years, you know, you're here to find your mate. Um, so that definitely is some like it is on the radar. I just haven't focused on it. I do think you still need to put effort into all that part, all those working parts as well. You know, people who just say, you know, oh, you're going to just one day meet the love of your life. I'm not I'm not sure if I believe that. Yeah, I think relationships take work and you need to make the effort to do that just as much as building a business from day one, you know. Yeah, I think it yeah, it takes it takes a lot of work. Like I don't think I think we have this script of what it was meant to be like and obviously we're still holding on to a lot of like old narratives, you know, what mum yeah, and dad said and you know, yeah. World War Two, I was sitting in the trench, caught a pigeon and I you know, I sent a letter, you know, did the pigeon ever make it back? I don't know, but <laughs> maybe it was a seagull that just had a crash landing. But yeah. I don't think it's as 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 simple as what we think. I don't think anything is as simple, especially after no. COVID. I don't think you know, we were talking with a guest before, but like the ripple effects are still happening now. And I think when we look at the likes of social media, there is so much out there mm. that I think it blinds a lot of people to what really people want. And unfortunately, I think we see a lot of money. We see a lot of flash and maybe it clouds judgment at times. And yeah, going back to like disconnection of social media, I think it's important that you have that disconnection because then you can really sort of like value relationships that you've still got and yeah. sort of switch off. I mean, I, I have to admit, you know, I wouldn't say I've done any detoxing at the moment, but where I'm disconnected, I feel like that's my detox anyway, if you know mm. what I mean, like where I'm not emotionally involved, you know, I don't have a panic attack if I don't post sort of thing. So what would your, um, what would your sort of top tip to anyone watching who, you know, younger generation, no age at all, maybe that wants to sort of really go for it, take opportunity, get in front of a camera, make the most of this year or any year. What kind of things have you learned about yourself that you could sort of pass back down and say, you know, this was this or I felt like this or, you know, what, what would kind of your advice be to your younger self? Yeah, I would definitely say to work on your mindset first and foremost, because if you don't believe in yourself and you don't believe that you can do something, nobody else is going to. And, you know, you're not going to do what, what it is that you want to do. So I really wish that I could say that to my younger self. Um, I was also bullied a little bit at school. I was moved to primary schools and... I really cared about what other people thought of me for a long time. And I think that also stems from the performing world as well and being constantly scrutinized for your image and, and what you look like. And so I would definitely tell myself to care less about what other people think. I'm in a really nice place now where I'm comfortable and I know that I believe in myself and my abilities, um, not in a big headed way, but just you do have to back yourself yeah. because if you don't, no, nobody else will. And I, and I guess it would also be to, there's so much free content now out there that we weren't exposed to. YouTube, fantastic tool to, to learn a new skill. So take as much in as possible on whatever it is that you want to do on free channels and get a mentor or a coach if you can afford to. 
because that was pinnacle for me and my property um, progress. I'm a little bit all over the place sometimes. So to have structure and accountability really helped me. Mm. Might not work for other people, um, but for me and how I learn and how my brain works, it really did help me. I know I wouldn't be here now in the situation that I am without that. I think everyone, because everyone learns so different and, yeah. you know, you kind of have that. Some people would say like it's a bit arrogant, you know, to, to be confident or to back yourself. But I said this earlier with another guest is that if no one else is going to, then who is? Then, then who is? You know, mm. you can have your partner say, oh, you know, I've got to support you and stuff like that. But in, I wouldn't say, you know, necessarily I use the dark, dark moments sound quite de doom and gloom. But the dark moments of losing deals, worrying about money, stress, you know, is it all worth it? Going through that little day of imposter syndrome, like they're, they're tough, like mentally it's tough. And then you open, you know, and you're sitting there and you, we're so quick to open up and we're like, oh my God, I can't stay fucking bought another Rolex who's holding keys again. Oh my God, give me a break. It, it's like, it's all compounding like pressure and you're like, fuck, am I doing enough and stuff like that. So yeah. you have to be the one to go, actually, do you know what? I'm going to fucking do this. Yeah. And, and you do. And some people go cocky shit, but if no one else is going to back you, you have to back yourself. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, what does, as, as we sort of come to a close, what does success look like to you? Because success is seen in so many different ways. For me, it's the journey of just being able to sit here and, and talk with you and stuff like this. Like that's that's a bonus opposed to riding a forklift. Yeah. What, what does success or the end goal look like to you? Like what do you want? So success for me is probably quite different to a lot of people's idea of success. But I love a slow pace of life and really just enjoying simple things like sitting on my balcony in the morning with my dog, who I'm obsessed with. She's not even <laughs> properly mine, <laughs> she's adopted. Um, and just enjoying that moment. But when you're in business in the first part of it, you kind of, you can't really live like that if you, if you wanna grow quickly. So I would like to get to a point where I'm really choosing what I do with my time and I'm enjoying all the little things and I don't think I want to live in the UK either. So eventually I'd like to be somewhere in the sun um, and enjoying, yeah, a slow, a slower pace of life. Nice. Sounds nice. Nice and calm, yeah, away calm. from stress. Yeah. Less, um, less in your face and being more like aware of what's around you and enjoying it. Mm. I mean, look, I can sum me up. I like Coronation Street. <laughs> um, that sums me up in, in one. I like, although actually I haven't watched a few episodes. Well, I haven't watched a few episodes for a while, but I like Coronation Street. Little fact there. It's actually a little wine down. Uh, well, I like wine as well. It's well <laughs> winding down. Wine with winding down. If anyone wanted to reach out, you know, find out more about you or what you're doing or just touch base, like where's the place? best place for them to go so i'm on linkedin i'm on instagram i will be on tiktok um, <laughs> well you're on there you just need to post i am on there yeah but it's elizabeth warburton across all the platforms um or you can email me as well hello at elizabethwarburton.com awesome i'll stick it all in the description thank and you. everyone who has watched so far thanks so much we'll see you all very soon thank you thanks for having me